Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That my Shopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Heal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel, to our uh, podcast on uh, Spotify, and to our Facebook page, right? And I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 uh, from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end to get that information. Um, so um, right now, real quick, I'm, I, I'm adding the se- uh, segment that I usually uh, haven't done before, but I'm adding now um, called Product Review. So our feature product of the podcast this week is um this new shirt that we have right and it says uh purpose let me make sure i get in the camera it says purpose god will reveal it you must fulfill it so it is one of our t-shirts that we have that is available at uh deal to heal tees so make sure you guys go to check that out again it says purpose god will reveal it you must fulfill it because you know god gives each each one of us our purpose and once he reveals it to us we must do the work to bring it uh to pass all right cool so make sure you guys checking that out uh that's deal to heal tees we also have other um a good array of other t-shirts that's available inspirational shirts that's there make sure you guys are checking that out 
Um, so we're gonna jump right in it today, just like any other day. We are blessed with a guest, Miss Ariel. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure I said it right. All right. <laughs> How are you doing? I am well. Thank you so much. No problem, no problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being on because you could have been doing anything else because I know you have a family, um, but you're here with me and my listeners, so we definitely appreciate it. And so we're going to jump right into it. So the first thing I want you to do is introduce yourself uh, to the listeners and tell us exactly who you are and what it is that you do. Yes. Okay. Well, I am Arielle Macon-Richard, and I am a therapist. Um, I help build mental health programs, and I also have a private practice where I um, provide therapy for women, um, couples, uh, not so much anymore children and families, but I used to do that as well for a while. But now my focus is mostly on women and couples. Um, or just adults and couples. Um, I also have various speaking engagements, and um, I recently wrote a book. Um, and so I'm an author now. Uh, and my focus really is just on self-care, wellness, uh, mental wellness, mental health, um, those areas when I do my speaking and uh, engagements. And also my book is focused primarily on self-love, self-care, healing, those sorts of things. All right. All right. So um, first of all, uh, thank you for just for being a therapist, right? Because <laughs> uh, I love when I see our community, you know, uh, in, in areas that we are usually not in, right. um, which still is important for us to be in, right? Yes. So uh, I am a big advocate of therapy myself and, and seeing a therapist or a counselor or whoever you need to talk to, <laughs> right? Just to make sure that you're talking to someone. Right. Um, I haven't been to a therapist. Uh, the closest thing I've been to, which I still think is therapeutic, um, was uh, bereavement support um, mm -hmm. and going during the time where after my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, but just the difference that that made in my life to mm -hmm. the point that I even started a bereavement support, mm -hmm. you know, um, because one of the things that I shared that with that experience of me being in that bereavement support group. Um, I was there for myself at first and I enjoyed it. I, I know how much it helped me. So I became a volunteer and I probably was there over a year. And um, over that year that I was there, I think we only had two uh, African-American families to come through there. Wow. And, and I was like, it's definitely not because we're not dying. Right. Definitely not because we don't need it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's just a matter of us being... Uh, exposed to it for one, and then open to it once we are exposed mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm always encouraged when I see people like yourself who are in those spaces. Mm -hmm. After we've been exposed to it and accepted, then it's finding someone that we can communicate with, you know, that, that part, like to, mm -hmm. you know. And so when we walk in and we see those faces that look like us, mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, you know. Yes, <laughs> so yes, thank you. Thank you for that. So I, I want to go back. I want to go back. So I know now, like you said, you're a therapist and now you're an author and a speaker and all these great things. But I want to go back before you were all that. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and talk a little bit about that journey, because I know that uh, as people who have uh, experienced or who have, you know, been 
given our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. When we find our purpose and what we're meant to do, it's a journey even to find out what that is. And then once we find out to even begin that walk to get to the place where where we are now to begin Mm -hmm. to, you know, help others. So tell us a little bit about who you were before you kind mm-hmm. of figured out, all right, this is the lane I need to go in. And maybe even if there was a, a, a event or a Pacific, Pacific something that happened that let you know, like, this is who I'm supposed to be. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that, that journey. Yes, that is such a good question. Um, I think about that a lot because I feel like um, this was just my purpose. And I... Um, I don't know if I truly have one of those like aha moments. I think I've always just been following this path. And I say that because even when I was a kid, I just knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know how or what or (laughs) exactly, right? So, I mean, along the way, I've had guidance and support to help me figure out how to get to do exactly what I'm doing. But I have... um, my earliest memory is um, I had a, a brother on each side of me and I was a year and a half apart. So I was um, in the middle and I was the only girl and I would like play teacher, right? To my younger brother. And I would just like teach him things. My parents tell me I te- taught him how to tie a shoe and read and all of these things. So I just, I was already <laughs> just wanting to help people and help them. Um, and I would do that with like my little cousins and things like that. I, I wish I knew where that came from. Um, I don't quite know where that part of it came from. But as I got older, I do remember just having like a very compassionate heart um, when I would see like um, homeless people or when I would hear about um, children who, you know, didn't have, I was privileged, I would say, or blessed to have like both live with both my parents and, um, you know, middle class um, family. And so I would, you know, I've had family members that, you know, struggled. Um, So I know that probably was a large part of of that. And I just remember even um, I won, what did I win? I won like a, a bingo. I don't know why I was playing bingo as a little kid, but we were at some kind of family event or something or football game or something. And they had like bingo night and I won like a hundred dollars. And I remember saying like, can I just buy all my cousins gifts with um, that money? Cause I knew that, you know, their families were struggling and stuff like that. So I remember like spending my whole hundred bucks on, <laughs> and that's a lot back in, mm-hmm. <laughs> back when I'm not going to say my age, but back then. No. <laughs> so I would, um, you know, so I just know that I've always, known that I was a helper. Um, And so um, when I actually realized that there was a career path um, to help others and to work with people and children, I was in middle school and there was an African-American school counselor, social worker. We had career day, actually. And there were all these different careers. And I was just like, I don't know. Like nothing really stood out, like maybe a teacher, but I wasn't really sure. And then I met this lady um, and and that's, you know, I remember meeting her and hearing about what she did and how she helped people and helped kids and counseled them. And um, and I just knew like at that moment, right, like, OK, there's this this is called something I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I um, as I got a little bit older, I. um was in high school and I was able to volunteer at a domestic violence shelter 
and that was really rewarding. And, um, and I worked with, uh, what is it when they had like the ROP classes in high school, I did the, um, there was an ROP class to, to, uh, be a kindergartner uh, teacher or something. So I got child development class units while I was in high school. So it's so interesting because I, everything that I did was like <laughs> always leading up to kind of doing this work. Um, and then I actually went to therapy myself um, when I was in undergrad um, because we had some different family challenges during that time when I got a little bit older. Um, so I got my first experience with a therapist. Um, and, and from there, um, we had some different mental health challenges in my family while I was in grad school. I mean, not, not grad school, while I was in undergrad, um, getting my degree in psychology. So that was kind of helpful me, for me to understand what was going on with my family member while at the same time I was learning about it and just kind of grew my passion even more to work with individuals um, more on mental health. Um, so and it's it's really funny because I was just telling this story earlier to someone and um, I was really good at math in high school. And uh, uh, my mom would tell me like, oh, you should be an accountant, like you can make so much money and just all these different things because she knew I had, you know, the skill in math. And so I was really considering to go that path. But my heart was just like, I really think I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I was like, I really want to you know, major in psychology for undergrad. And um, I think I'm just going to do that. And she's like, are you sure? Like, are you not going to make any money being a counselor? <laughs> like back then they were like, you're not like, I don't know. Um, and I was like, no, I think this is what I want to do. And so I followed my own path, which I am very happy that I did because I cannot imagine, you know, what that would be like to not have um, done so. And so um Interestingly enough, as I am older now and fully in my career, uh, my mom recently told me, so sorry, I know I'm going a little backwards. My mom it had three children by the age of, had the three of us, uh, my brothers and I, uh, I think by the age of 23, and we were all like a year and a half apart. And so she had to drop out of college because she was pregnant with my brother. And I never knew what she was going to school for. So fast forward to just a couple years ago, my mom actually told me she was majoring in social work and she wanted to help others as well. So I was like, wow, how powerful and just amazing. Like I almost went a completely different path. So part of me feels like this was just maybe, you know, just in my in my path and, you know, part of my mm -hmm. life and kind of fulfilling her path as well without even knowing it. I wasn't in any way pressured to. And, you know, we just have, we're very similar in different ways. So um, I found that out and I was like, why didn't you ever tell me that? And she's like, I don't know. I just, it just never came to me because that was like a whole lifetime for her ago, you know, when she was right. thinking of going that path and she just didn't. So she worked for the, tel ended up working for the telephone company. But, um, but yeah, so that's a very long story about my journey. Um, no, that was good. That was good. Uh, um, there were several things that I that I can pick out um, that stood out to me uh, in that story. One of the things, uh, three things that I, I, I mentioned before we move on. Um, one of the things that you mentioned about, you know, just having a heart uh, to help people uh, as early, you know, as when you were younger, you know, with, even with your younger brother and not necessarily knowing where that came from. And, and, and those are one of the things that, you know, we have our, our passions or our purpose that we learn as we grow. 
And then there are some of us that have our passion or our purpose that is given to us from birth, yeah. you know, and we don't know where it comes from, mm -hmm. you know, just like we don't know where our gifts come from. Mm -hmm. And so even myself sort of on a, in a, in a, that same uh, vein, right? So growing up, uh, when I was younger, for whatever reason, and um, I've come from a, I'm a PK, so I come from a family of preachers and, and pastors. Mm -hmm. um, yet and still, uh, my voice, uh, most people say I have a decent voice now, but I always had a light voice, uh -huh. right? And I was always made fun of for my voice and things like mm -hmm. that. So that made me uh, hesitant to talk, mm -hmm. right? I just was real quiet mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of didn't speak a lot because I didn't want to be made fun of for my voice. Yet at the same time, in my mind, I always saw myself as either a, a preacher or a speaker, mm -hmm. right? Even though not really, it's sort of, I don't know, sort of like not taking it serious because yeah. I was afraid to speak. Yeah. But in my mind, I kind of seen myself as that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward years, years later, um, now I can say mm -hmm. as a, a minister, a pastor, uh, assistant, uh, executive pastor um, that I was, even at one time, you know, it's kind of all comes you know, full okay. circle. And like I said, we don't know where it came from. It just, you know, just was one of those things. So that was one thing. The other thing is you talked about the career day and um, I'm a bricklayer by trade. Right. And so same thing going back to, I remember my, at my earliest thing that I built, I built a go-kart. Oh. Right. Um, I don't know how I built it. I don't know how I knew how, you know, just to come up with the concept. And my dad was a mechanic, so he had all kinds of tools, hmm. you know. But at the age that I was, because I think I was, I think I was maybe in like second or third grade. Oh, wow. I remember like building this go-kart on my own. Okay. And it, it actually worked. I had wheels on it and, and everything. And I think back now as an adult, it's like, I don't even know how I knew how to do it. Right. I don't even know how I knew how to use the, the tools. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I knew what a saw was, but right. at that age, it's like, I didn't know how I knew how to do it, but right. I did. Um, right. And so that was one of the things that stuck to me. And Similar to what you said, we were, it wasn't necessarily a career day, but we were doing a career report mm. when I was in eighth grade. And it was like, all right, think about what you want to do uh, as a career and, you know, research it. And then we had to do a, a paper on it. And oh, so yeah. I knew that I wanted to do something with construction because I was already building stuff and things like that. And so I started looking into it and I came across Brick Lane and I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so here I am, that, mm -hmm. that's what I took, you know? And so it's like, once you find that thing, right. you know, and it's easier, like you said, you know, everything kind of led up to where you mm -hmm. are now, because I think once we find that purpose, you know, and once God reveals that purpose mm -hmm. to us, then mm -hmm. it's like, all right, now we know, and now we're taking it serious, yeah. then we can line everything up. It's like, yeah. all right, you know, and they just go dot to dot to get mm -hmm. to that place that we're, trying to get to. And yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's a uh, similar stories with us. Um, but so now we, I want to get to talking, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the book, which is the reason why we're here, you know, uh, to talk about your book. And so what, what is the name of the book and what is the overall uh, theme um, that you were, are that you're trying to get over in, in your messaging? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's The Power in Choosing You, A Woman's Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. That's uh, the title of it. 
And um, the thing I'm mostly trying to get through to um, women, and really it is a book for everyone, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I target it uh, towards women and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, references um, because I am a wife and a mom of two little girls. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I always say I, I kind of, in a way, wrote this book for them um, and their future and then all, for all women um, and little girls. So, um, it really is just about self-love and self-care and, you know, um, getting onto your path, um, finding your your path and giving yourself permission to love yourself and to care for yourself. And, um, you know, as someone that, you know, like you said, was born a helper, I had to make sure I realized and found my own path to making sure I was taking care of myself as well and not only taking care of others and finding that balance. Um, and then a lot of individuals that I work with and uh, support, they, they have, we have, we just have a hard time doing that. Um, and, and that's unfortunate. And so I'm hoping that, you know, I can reach um, people and, and help them find a way to make sure that they are caring for themselves well um, and that we're thriving, especially as a people, right? So that we're thriving instead of just surviving. Yeah, and so it, it is. It really is a a um, a topic that that is not specific to any person or gender, uh, right. should I say? Right. And so, I, from my own experience, as like I said, I'm a P, I'm a PK, I'm a preacher's kid, mm-hmm. you know, a pastor's kid, and just growing up and watching, you know, uh, the pastors in our family and the, and the preachers in our family, and uh, even when I you know, moved out on my own and joined the church and watching the pastors who I was under and how much they gave of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it really is when you have a, a servant's heart, you know, mm-hmm. and you have a heart for people, you know, sometimes finding that balance of mm-hmm. how much do you give before yeah. you replenish? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? How much do you pour out before you, you know, replenish yourself? And so I, I, I definitely, I've had this conversation uh, several times and this is a conversation that I like to have. And and I know from having, number one, a mom, five sisters, a daughter, you know, I know that our mothers and women in general sometimes have a, a hard time, you know, getting to that point because just by, by you know, normal growth, I guess you could say, I can't think of the way I want to say it, but just in our raising, our upbringing, that's, that's the best way. In our upbringing, uh, as women, you know, they are taught to be nurturers and mm-hmm. to you know look out for everyone and take care when you you know you got the dolls and the doll is sick and you you know so you're already nurtured to be mm-hmm. this person who take care of others. But really, and I, I would say probably never as a child mm-hmm. <laughs> is you taught to okay when you get done take care of the doll, make sure you take care of yourself at the same time, you know. And so, how important do you think? Uh, is just the message, not just only the message, but the the actual activity of self care um, is to just adults in this in this day and time. Just how how important do you really think that is? Yeah, you know, I think it's a hundred percent important. You know, we are um, overstressed, overworked, <laughs> over everything, right? It, um, there's just a lot going on, and um, you know, the stress actually can impact our health. Um, and I think there's so much research and a lot of people are starting to realize that now that, um, 
you know, st the stressors in our body and our brains, you know, that actually can really um, harm us and give us illnesses. Um, so not only that, though, but just, you know, we're not living well and um, setting boundaries in our lives and, you know, having fulfilling um, lives and relationships and being fully happy. Um, and it's important that we are able to do so. And it, we have a privilege, right? Like our, our ancestors, especially us as um, you know, black people, we're, we didn't, our ancestors did not have the privilege to be able to mm -hmm. um, have the information to take care of ourselves. And, um, and like you said, it's not specific to any race or gender or anything like that. But I, I do um, like to point that out that a lot of our, uh, you know, ancestors and even just other recent generations, they didn't talk about self-care. Self-care was selfish and um, no one taught you and no one talked about it. But you know, we know how important it is now. And there's more research that talks about um, how important it is for us and for our children. Um, you know, unfortunately, I work with, um, you know, in the industry where people are taking their lives. Um, and so if that doesn't tell us, right, that it's needed, that we have to find a way to be mentally well and and help those even when they have a smile on their face, right? Um, I don't know what else does. And it, it's increased. It's, you know, the second um, leading cause of death um, for ch our children and um, adults. And so, you know, I, I just think it's so important that we take care of ourselves, that we um, allow space and room for others to take care of themselves without judgment, um, just so we can all be healthy and whole and make sure we're healing well. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, I think it's very, very important um, ultimately. And I think it's important we teach our children how to do it. I think it's important that our children see us modeling it um, to them as well. So um, it's kind of top of my list. That's why I'm going around and talking about it, you know, all the time. Yeah. So you you, you hit on uh, three, three things that you just said. Um, one of the things is, is number one, definitely model, modeling it for our children. So my, my daughter is 19. Um, she just made 19 last this year, this year. Yeah. Earlier this year. So she just made 19 earlier this year. Um, but I remember having a conversation with her when she graduated high school. Um, my daughter is always, you know, honor roll student, you know, all of that. So good, good student. But I remember when she graduated, one of the uh, conversations that we were having, she was like, Dad, like, you know, I don't have a car yet. I don't have a job. I don't have, you know, and she had this whole list. And I said, whoa, like you you just graduated. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, like there's no rush. Right. You know, but I think with the, the comparison and the social uh -huh. media and things like that, you know, our kids, I'm like, all right, I supposed to have this. Yeah. You know, and I was telling her, yeah, you are supposed to have it when it's time for you to have it, yeah. you know, but take your time. Don't get overwhelmed, mm -hmm. you know, trying to achieve something in a time period that's just not unrealistic. Right. You know, like you just graduated high school, like mm -hmm. you're good. You know, yeah. I'm not pressing you for anything. Your mom's not pressing you for anything. Just take your time, you mm -hmm. know. And so mm -hmm. just uh, number one, modeling that for, for our kids. Um, and then also just like you said, also about us being overworked. Yeah. You know, I, I just had a conversation with a, a dear friend of mine um, earlier today and uh, went to go see her and, and she was telling me she was having, you know, some problems with her arm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when she went to the hospital, they told her that she had like a light stroke in her mm -hmm. arm. And, yeah. 
you know, so they put her on bed rest. Mm -hmm. And she was just saying how she kind of was feeling helpless, mm -hmm. you know, because there were certain things she couldn't do, whatever. And but just having that conversation with her, like, you got to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're older. You know, I won't mm -hmm. say her name. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she might not want me to share her age, but I share my age. <laughs> I'm 46, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and so she was mentioning about some some different things that she had, um, you know, that she had to get to, you know, yeah. to monitor herself. And I said, I have some of them same things, mm -hmm. you know, but we're, we're not as young as we used to be, right. you know, and I'm like, but we have to take care of ourselves, yeah. you know, even with our jobs, because that was one of her things. Her, her job is stressful and it's mm -hmm. physically stressful also. You know, and she's been doing it for a long time. And I was even sharing her with me being in construction, you know, as a bricklayer, there are certain things that we have, you know, we get copper tunnel and, and things like that. And, you know, guys getting hip, hip replacements and elbow and shoulder replacements, you know, after so long. And I'm like, I'm not trying to wait to, to that point, you know, right. so we have to start taking care of ourselves, doing that self-love stuff, you know, to be able to, um, you know, take care of ourselves now so yeah. we can not have to experience some of these things that, you know, our ancestors had to experience or even our parents and grandparents yeah. uh, may have had to experience because of the workload that they had mm -hmm. and not having the privilege to be able to say, you know what, I'm taking a me day. Uh -huh. you know exactly. <laughs> Don't call me. You right. know what I'm, saying? I'm not answering my phone. You right. know, I'm not even coming out the bedroom. You know what right. I mean? So uh, they didn't have that privilege to do that. And although we have that privilege. Mm -hmm. We don't always take advantage we of don't it, take it, you know, mm -hmm. and especially when we're, we're talking about women. And one of the things that, you know, has been a, a topic is even with the, the term strong black woman, oh, you yeah. know, and how mm -hmm. we have, you know, taken that term uh, on one side where uh, just my opinion, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a mantra we was never supposed to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it was something we weren't supposed to carry. Mm -hmm. And because of, you know, circumstances where, mm -hmm. you know, you've had to carry it. Now it's like, you know, you put it on as a, as a badge of honor to mm -hmm. be this person that you were never meant to be, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, you know, now we're starting to have the conversations like, you know, it's not necessarily a badge of honor, yeah. you know, yeah, it's good if you're, if you're able to do what you're supposed to, um, or what you need to do, but you were never really supposed to carry that much stress. Mm -hmm. You were not supposed to carry the whole family. Mm -hmm. You were not supposed to be the breadwinner and the bread cooker. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? You were yeah. supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. And so even though now, you know, you may have had to do it, you know, um, I think one of the things that you talk about is, is taking off the cape. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we, you have to be able to take that off mm -hmm. and be like, hey, look, I'm just me today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and be okay with, with doing that. So what what is your, you know, just your opinion on that, even that understanding of, yeah, it's one thing to be strong and, you know, do what you have to do, but also recognizing that even in the midst of that, that was the burden that you weren't supposed to ever carry, mm -hmm. have to carry mm -hmm. by yourself. And then even if you are carrying it by yourself, it's still okay to sit it down sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's such a huge topic. Um, I guess the first thing I'll say about that is is basically what you were saying is, you know, this wasn't meant for us, right? We're still human. And I think it's challenging when we try to show or try to, like you said, be the one carrying everything, Um 
because then it doesn't show people that, hey, we need to be cared for too. We are human beings as well, right? We, we're not these mythical, you know, creatures. Um, we are strong and we are magical, you know, Black women, but we also are human and it's okay for us to be human because people don't allow us to be human, um, which means they don't allow us to be vulnerable. Um, they don't allow us to, um, you know, show that we need help and ask for help. Um, they don't just kind of come out and say, hey, let me help you out. And I think that's a challenge because I work with a lot of women um, and who kind of put on this strong, you know, black women cape, like you said, and, and trying to be a superwoman. And um, they're really hurting inside and they're struggling. Um, and people don't get to see that. You know, I get to see that in a different way, you know, as someone's therapist or life coach. Um, that the rest of the world doesn't get to see because they, you know, won't let them see that part of them. Um, but then they're struggling, whether it's with the high anxiety or, like you said, health problems, um, you know, different, you know, heart diseases and things like that because of carrying so much stress in their body. Um, there's, it's just so much, so much, you know, pain and heartbreak and hurt, um, and they're not thriving. And so, um, you know, it's so important that we take those capes off because we're, it's, we're not able to do everything no matter what. It's not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter what someone says, like, yes, they can carry a lot. You know, we're, you know, amazing individuals and we can do a lot, but we were never meant to, but also our bodies and our minds were never meant to. Um, and so we are damaging and harming them in different ways. And then we're uh, passing this idea down to our children. And I'm trying to, I'm hoping that we can, you know, shift that narrative for them because the way we're socialized as women, but also as black women, um, is very unhealthy and it causes us to be in these unhealthy situations and even unhealthy relationships. Um, so, you know, I think number one is like you said, take the cape off sometimes, right? We do have to do what we got to do, but we don't have to do it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's going mm -hmm. to, the world is not going to end or blow up or burn up if you take a day or take a break or take a weekend away or, you know, whatever, even work, taking a little, like actually stopping and having your lunch breaks or taking your self-care day off um, you don't have to actually be sick <laughs> to say, I need a day off, right? Mm -hmm. You can be mentally needing a day off, right? Um, and that's, you know, not that wasn't so popular before and it's okay now. But, um, you know, the, they're not going to suffer without you because guess what happens? If something, you know, were to happen to you because you don't take care of yourself, if you had a panic attack, if you, um, you know, were hospitalized because of, you know, some medical illness because you weren't taking care of yourself, what are they going to do? They're going to figure it out, right? Everyone will figure it out. They'll be okay. Even your family will figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to get food on that table. They're going to figure it out. It's not only um, all on you. Um, so if we continue to make it, you know, just be on us and we're going to put ourselves in really, you know, challenging and difficult situations and just overall just living unhealthy, um, lives. And, um, you know, it's, I talked to some, uh, older women, uh, so like my mom and my mother-in-law and some of my aunts, um, 
and after I wrote the book and they were just like, thank you. Like this generation needs it. My generation still needs it. And we're just now figuring it out. Um, and it was really powerful to hear them say we were not okay and we're not okay because people just say, oh, my mom did this and that and my grandma did this with 20 kids and walk into the school. <laughs> she was not okay, right? Like she just didn't get to tell you that she was in the back room crying and right. didn't know, you know what I mean? And she's just unhealthy and not feeling good and, and angry with life. <laughs> So I'm like, she just didn't tell you that. So she right. was not okay. And they were like, yeah, we were not okay. We are not okay. <laughs> so yeah. I think it was powerful for me to hear that because I, you know, think that that's important for people to know. Like we have this idea in our head that we're just going to be okay. And that's not the case. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a, it's a, a good thing that we're now um, getting into a space where we're, we're able to say it now, yeah. you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to be not okay. Yes. You know what I mean? It's okay to to say that you're not okay. And and mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I like about um having this podcast, I'm able to have a lot of uh, guys on, mm -hmm. you know, and so we're able to have conversations that you know, especially as guys, we usually don't have, yeah, you know. And so one of the things that I, I press upon is is being open to having these conversations mm -hmm. that we usually don't have. And as men, definitely being able to say, I'm not okay. Yeah. And be be fine with saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than a mm -hmm. person, but actually take strength to admit, yeah. uh, to admit when you're in a weakened state, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, whether it's emotional or financial or whatever the situation mm -hmm. is, to be able to open up and say, look, this this is where I am. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do that. And I, and I think that is, is good that, we're even in a place now where we're allowing ourselves to be that vulnerable and say, you know what, I need some time. Mm -hmm. You know, I need some time to my to myself. I need some time away from the job, and mm -hmm. even I need some time away from the family at yeah. some time. Okay. You know, like I said, I'm 46 now, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my friends, and including myself, we have adult children now. Yeah. So that's a whole nother, <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother uh, amount of stress. Right. You know, one thing to have children that you have to take care of, mm -hmm. but now when your children start to make their own decisions and then you mm. got to watch it from the outside and just like, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then sometimes you get those phone calls and those phone calls mm. never stop like, mom, 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 I need right. you, dad, 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 I mm. need you. But like you said, they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if even if it's just for a day or a week or how much mm -hmm. time it you take, they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like everything doesn't always have to be on you. And I think, especially as parents, you know, we take a lot of that responsibility on is like, you know, we got to hold the whole family together. And if right. something happens to me, you know, everything is going to fall apart. But I think mm -hmm. if we actually take a second to even thinking about that statement, if mm -hmm. something happens to me, so yeah. that means that you can't afford to not be around. Right. You're going to have to take some time for yourself to make sure that you're able to be around exactly, you know, and, and in a healthy state, not just around, mm -hmm. but right. be around and be healthy, you know, mm -hmm. physically and, and mentally. And, and I think that takes some, some, um, some thinking about, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we, we have to, you know, plan it. If that's mm -hmm. what it got to be like, look, mm -hmm. I'm telling all y'all this week, I'm not going to be available next week. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And having those yeah. conversations. And, but I think a, a lot of it is really, getting us ourselves mm -hmm. to be able to say, you know what, it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then once we can accept it for ourselves that, you know what, I'm not hurting anybody. Because mm -hmm. I think, like you said earlier, that 
at, at one time, you know, to be able to take care of yourself or to even think about yourself was seen, seen as a selfish mm-hmm. gesture, you know, and, but now I like to say it's not selfish, but it's selfless yeah. because if I can take care of me, then I can be better for you. Right. You know? And, but we have to be able to see that and even to be able to, you know, uh, express that to others that mm-hmm. no, I'm not, you know, I, especially our family, if we have younger, I'm not talking about the adults. If yeah. we, we have younger kids, like, look, uh, daddy got to do, you know, some things mom got to get away for a little while, but I'm, I'm not, you know, dismissing you, but I'm going to get right. myself better so I can be better for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and have those, those conversations. And I think, so I, I want to ask you a question, just, uh, when we think about it, just some of the things, just, I know that in our day to day, right. Mm-hmm. We get into our routines and, and sometimes, you know, this even may be a new concept for, for some people to just hear it for the first time. And even, even if they've heard it before to actually take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. So could you give us maybe one or two, um, ways or ideas and where someone who is just implementing this for the first time, like, okay, start here. You know, this is something that you can do today. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Get yourself in that, in that mind state where you're able to take care of yourself. Right. Um, Yeah. So um, really it's a lot about self-awareness and kind of figuring out, it's hard to say like what each person should do, like what you could do. Right. Um, because we're all different. And so mm-hmm. the the couple of things that um, I would suggest in order to kind of uh, check within, check within and see, you know, what's best for you is one doing um, kind of like an inventory of what mm-hmm. kind of brings you joy or what used to bring you joy. Because a lot of times when we're under time of stress or, uh, you know, just we've forgotten ourselves in general because, you know, we're focused on others and all the different roles we play. We, we forget to do the things that, um, you know, are, are good for us that make us feel, you know, joy and well and whole. And so what I would suggest is to kind of do like that, an inventory of what that might be. And so it might, that might look different for different people. Um, and then, um, the second thing I would say to do is, um, you know, not only kind of reflecting, but then um, almost listing it out and and trying things, right? And so, because it's not, you know, it's not going to be some easy, simple task um, or some quick little thing, um, you know, that I could say like, oh, this is going to be your thing, but you get to explore and figure that out for yourself um, and then implement it. And you get to explore different things and, and even new things and figure out how it's going to work in your schedule. Um, so that's kind of like the first, I guess, kind of guidance I would give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you can check out my book for help with that and shifting well, mindset yeah. as well. Right. Shifting mindset, how to be self-aware. I have lists of different things in, uh, for self-care and wellness in different domains. Um whether it's physical self-care, social self-care, relationship self-care, uh, career self-care, all of those like wellness areas. Um, so that way it gives you some different ideas of how to find those activities. If you're just like, I don't know, like, where do I start? What do I do? Um, but then, you know, in general with um, like where to start, just a couple quick things is 
put yourself on your calendar. That's a huge thing that I really promote and say. Um, and so um, that may look like adding, you know, a new yoga class on your calendar once a week or um, putting that you're going to do like a 10 minute meditation, you know, before your bedtime routine. So starting like routines is really helpful as well. So something in the morning or something in the evening um, can really be, um, you know, easy to quickly implement if you don't have self-care in your life. And so that, again, that might look like carving out 10 minute meditation or prayer or just sitting in silence. Um, it could look like taking a bath. It could look like picking one day. So I have like Thursdays are like my day and I'm like, pretend you don't know me. Right. <laughs> That's like my <laughs> phrase for my family is like, I love you all, but pretend you don't know me this evening. Um, and I do like my bath and I, you know, or I'll watch my show or I'll have my glass of wine. It really just depends on what I'm feeling that day and what I do just to, you know, unwind, um, in a different way and just in by myself. Um, and so uh, it could, you know, look like just something as simple as that, but I make sure it's on the calendar. And so um, I know it's going to happen and they know it's going to happen. And just like we carve out time and put everything else on our calendars and our to-do lists, we need to put ourselves on our to-do list as well. Um, so that's like a huge, you know, place to start. So either putting yourself on your to-do list in some kind of way or doing the, um, a morning or evening routine and incorporating something, um, that feels good for you. Um, so I would say those are like the quickest, easiest ways to get started. Um, after you do some of that, like mental work, right. And awareness work. Good, good, good. I, I know one of the things that you said, uh, that I like that is even on my list of things to do um, is to check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is a conversation that I, I've been having recently. Again, I'm, I'm 46 now. Right. And so my daughter is the youngest of my children who mm -hmm. she just made 19. Right. And so going from a, uh, in my twenties, right. When I didn't have any kids right. to becoming a father mm -hmm. to raising you know, children to now 19 years later, my daughter is, you know, at the point where she's stepping out, you know, as a young adult, mm -hmm. I'm in a new place now. Yeah. Right. And I'm not that person that I was before I had yeah. kids. I'm not the person that I had when I was raising my kids. Right. right? And so now uh, this conversation I'm having with, you know, my friends is like, this is where we are. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to take the temperature of, of who we are now. Yeah. Who am I without the kids? Yeah. You know, who am I without the wife? Who am I without the husband mm -hmm. in this new space of, you know, just learning who we are and being yeah. OK with that. Right. Mm -hmm. and so definitely checking in with yourself. Another thing that I I um, advise is to guard your gates. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's your eye gates, your ear gates. You know, mm -hmm. the things that you're taking in, yes. you know what I mean? And guard yes. your physical gates, who you allow to get uh -huh. close to you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, we're guarding what we're listening to, guarding mm -hmm. what we're watching, yes. you know, because especially when, when, when we're asleep, a lot of times because of the things that we consume during the day, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we go to rest, to sleep, our minds can't even rest because we've right. taken in so much stuff that our mind is steady thinking about what mm -hmm. I was watching on Facebook or Instagram right. and you know, some of the images that's being presented that we indulge ourselves in is not good for our spirit, no. you know, and it's not good for our, for us mentally. So we got mm -hmm. to guard our, you know, eye gates, guard mm -hmm. our ear gates, you know, the things mm -hmm. that we allow to our, in, into our spirit. And like I said, also in, in our physical gates, you know, who we yeah. allow to come 
who the people that we're allowed to come in our vicinity, you know, mm -hmm. that we spend time with, because there are some people it's like, you know what, I, I can only be with you so long. Right. You know I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially in, in our families. And a lot of times, and I and I would say this, a lot of times in our families, we feel bad about it. But at the same time, like I tell my friends, like, look, look at it for what it is. Right. If you know you got that one brother or that one cousin. You love them, but you know, after y'all be together, maybe about five minutes, it's gonna start doing this. Right. Look, did you know within five minutes? Okay, before this five minutes, up, I need to be out. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we have to think about that and, and put those guards in place, yeah. you know. And then last, my last thing that I would say is just, you know, find a community, you know, where that mindset is embraced. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. yourself, you know, with your book and, you know, a, a community of women or people mm -hmm. just in general that makes it a priority to take yeah. care of themselves, mm -hmm. you know, because now you find that, that safe space where it's yeah. okay. And again, that begins to, you know, open up your mindset that, you know what, it is okay for mm -hmm. me to, to take this time away, mm -hmm. you know, and to invest in myself or, mm -hmm. and give myself a day of peace and a day of rest or whatever that is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So we just trying to get, get to that place. Um, so man, Ariel, I, I thank you so much for being on. Right. Thank you for coming in. I want I want to uh, I want you to have the last word. Right. And you can leave us with a word of advice. Whatever. Actually, before we even go there, um, is there anything else just about the book uh, specifically or even about your coaching program or anything like that that you would like to share? I would like to give you that opportunity for that first. Mm -hmm. before we even get to anything else. So is there anything specifically else that you would like to share that you, you know, you would like us to know? Okay. I do, but you know what? You said something earlier and I didn't get to touch on it. So I wanted to say something about it. Okay. Go on, go <laughs> For the ahead, listeners. Um, because this comes up so much. Um, but the piece about, um, uh, doing everything for people and feeling like we have to do it um, because they're not capable or not even capable, sorry, but that they will suffer, right? If we don't, if we're not there doing everything. I wanted to say it's so important that we um, show people that they are capable, especially people in our family and especially our children, because the more we do for people, we make them sometimes feel like they're not capable of doing certain things for themselves and even at work too. So the, the, um, the more we do it, the more um, we're kind of saying in a way, right? Like you're not capable of doing this, but then it's also um, not teaching people how to be self-sufficient and capable of doing certain things without you. And a lot of times that comes up um, in wh whether I'm talking to people with children or I'm talking to people who like are running in their business and they're like, I can't leave it in anyone's hands. It's like, that's a problem if you cannot leave something in someone else's hands, because are you teaching them how to do it well? Or are you just taking on the reins, right? What, what can you let go of? Um, because people are capable of doing things and they need to learn certain skills, right? Especially like mm -hmm. our children and our spouses or partners, they have to be able to handle certain things. Um, just because they need to do it. They need those right. skills, right? Um, and we need to know that they're capable. So I didn't get to say that. I wanted to say that earlier. So I just wanted to put that out there. I don't know if that'll hit different for someone hearing that, but I wanted to kind of share that's another reason why we don't just take on everything ourselves because other people need to know how to do things. Um, 
So all that to say. I think that's good. I, I, I think that's good. I just wanted to say this real quick. Uh -huh. I think that's good, especially when we're talking about our children. Yes. Um, because I think a lot of times, uh, even in, in my experience, you know, growing up, we have some hardships or, mm -hmm. you know, some situation in our families, which propels us to go real hard, right. you know, and cause like, I don't want my kids to go through what I went through, right. but some of the things that you went through built your character, yeah. built your work ethic, mm -hmm. you know, built your, to be able to, to be able to, um, you know, adapt to your changing environments. Right. And sometimes we take that opportunity away from our children yeah. to learn those skills mm -hmm. because we want to be so protective to make sure they're not, you know, feeling any kind of hurt of whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think it's sometimes it's a disservice yes. that we do our kids when we over yes. uh, do ourselves, should I say, you know, yeah. we're, we're doing too much. Yes. You know, we're protecting too much. You know, yeah. sometimes, okay, let them fall down. And then I know that they can live through it. Exactly. You know, uh, like myself, <laughs> and I just throw this out there. I remember once um, someone, there was a bee, you know, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, my God, it's a bee. And they're just going crazy. And I'm like, okay, it's a bee. You know, <laughs> and they're like, you're not afraid. And I said, well, when I was younger, I remember climbing a tree. There was a wasp nest in the tree, mm -hmm. which I didn't know, and my my cousins was with me. We didn't we didn't know, okay. right? So we climbing, you know, climbing trees as young boys do. Yeah. And this one wasp comes down, and it's like, Psh, you know, you smack it, like get out of here, you know. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like fifty of them, and he's like, man, you can stand, <laughs> and you know, we ah, we jump out the tree and run home. We got you know wasps falling out our clothes and everything. <laughs> and even though at that time it was like, oh my god, I got stung, mm -hmm. but from that day forward, I wasn't afraid of getting yeah. stung anymore because it was yeah. like. I'll be okay. Yeah. At, the, at the most, it's going to be, you know, it'll be a bump or yeah. whatever's going to hurt for a second, but I'll live through it, you yeah. know? And so those same things with the, the things that, although we want to protect our children from some of those hardships, we don't want them to get stung. But at some point, it's like, all right, you need to get stung at least once. Just yeah. so you know you can survive it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and to, to be able to have those. So I just wanted to throw that because I, I think that was a good thing that you know, that you pointed out. And so again, Aria, I, I want you to have the last word uh, and the last say um, and to be able to definitely give us your uh, social media handles and um, the areas where, <clears throat> excuse me, where we can work with you and things like that. So um, I'll give you a, a chance to think about that. And, and of course, leave us with a word of wisdom or encouragement, whatever that's on your mind. So I'll, I'll let you, I'll give you a second to think about that. Uh, to my listeners, you guys, thank you guys once again for, you know, sticking around with us and, and having this conversation and enjoying the conversations. I know I've enjoyed it. Um, but I told you guys that I would tell you how you could win $100 from the podcast. And so you can win $100 from the podcast by joining our super subscriber contest so what does that mean you must subscribe to our youtube channel our facebook page and our podcast on spotify and after you've done those three things you text the word win w-i-n to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win a hundred dollars so the contest is ongoing and it's random which means <clears throat> excuse me at any time you could win you know, anytime I can pull a name and say, hey, this week we're giving $100 to whoever that person is. But in order for you to win the $100, you got to subscribe. So, again, that's entered our super subscriber contest by subscribing to our YouTube channel, 
to our Facebook page and to our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win the $100. Ariel, thank you so much once again for being on. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your time with us and your expertise. And uh, I will give you the last word and you can have it. Yes, thank you. Um, I just want everyone listening just to remember that they are worthy and deserving of caring for themselves and to always remember that. And you don't have to get permission from anyone but you to take care of you. Um, No one else is going to know fully how to take care of you. Um, We are all unique. Um, so you're the only one who can do that and, and know how to do that. And, and if you don't know any more, if you unlearn that, then, you know, now is the time to learn how to do that well. Um, and, in with, in whatever season you're in, in your life. Um, so I just, you know, hope that you, um, can find your journey and, um, I hope even if this is the start of your journey or if you're in the middle of your journey, right, or if you just need some extra tips, I hope that uh, my book can help you with that. Uh, the book is The Power in Choosing You. And again, it is for everyone. Um, so, you know, I, I have a lot of people who are buying one for themselves and then buying one for their partners or their partners are buying one for them and themselves, right, and just reading it together and looking at that. Um, so again, the power in choosing you, you can get it right now on Amazon. It's also available, um, in paperback and, um, as an ebook, um, on Kindle and you can find me um, on Instagram at your happy living solutions. And then I'm also, uh, my website is your happy living solutions.com. Uh, and if you'd like to message me on there, you can, or on Instagram, um, if you, you can purchase the book through there too. You also, um, can book me for a speaking engagement. Um, I also, um, have spots open for some, uh, coaching services as well. So, um, that's all available on my website. All right. All right. So we can't end it no better than that. Uh, to my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help you to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, guys, be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 326 0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.